Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. I, I, I know I, I shared uh, with you guys uh, some time sometime back, I mean a matter of weeks or so, I don't recall everything, but uh, as far as timing goes, um, how it seemed right, seemed good that there ought to be more believers, uh, well, having manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit in their lives. I specifically was, was mentioning tongues and interpretation of tongues. It's one of those great gifts that the, that the church at large, large swaths of the body of Christ are totally ignorant of. And, uh, and like we said, uh, you know, I think even recent, some have said, well, those things are lesser gifts. I know, but see, how often do you skip the first couple stairs on the staircase? And see, they think they're, they think they're in much higher stuff, but they're still in the basement, man. Because they won't acknowledge even the simplistic gifts of God. And, uh, and I've been, you know, speaking in tongues and interpreting more tonight than normal. But I don't think that's going to, I don't mean every service is going to be that way. But, I mean, that's not going to be on the decrease in these days. The Lord wants to use more people. These things are a sign even to an unbeliever. And, uh, and, and so we need to, I think we should yield to the Spirit of God. And if you've not uh, gone that way, you, you know, you pray a lot in your own private life. And you ask the Lord to teach you things and learn and grow so we can develop. Because in these gifts, you can develop and become more skilled. Hmm? And, uh, you know, and so I want to be more skilled in everything the Lord gives me because, uh, you know, just want to be effective for Him. Uh, but more of you will, will experience this, uh, probably starting tonight. Um, well, because I'm praying, all that stuff's coming right from the Spirit of God. And things will increase in your life. So when you, when you have that and you have that desire in you and you have that stirring, yield to it. Okay, yield to it in your own personal life, in your small groups and whatever. Find a place. Wherever, wherever it's, it's fit and it fits and it works and it's in order and everything. But yield to it. Of course, in your own prayer life, all these things uh, are always, you know, fair game. <laughs> uh, and, and so yield to the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. You know... Uh, of course, we're coming up on some, some special services here, uh, starting uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, starting Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, I don't know about you, but I like to get the most out of every opportunity I have. You know, in fact, that's scripture we read over in Ephesians chapter 5, where to redeem the time or make the most of every opportunity, uh, and that certainly would include here and now, and I think we're you know, we're doing pretty good so far. We're doing what the Spirit of God wants us to do in this service. And, and, and people are being healed and helped and blessed. And if not, you're getting, you know, I just think there's impartation by association. Talked about that Sunday. And, and a lot of us are getting things just from being in the room. And some are getting it through the laying on of hands. And some are getting it through prophecy and receiving. And, and just a lot of good stuff. But <laughs> glory to God. <laughs> I tell you, the Spirit of God is just enjoyable sometimes. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, but anyway, there's, we, we, we talk about the, the, the moving of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And I don't want to be one to always talk and never see. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be just tell. I want to be show and tell. Right. Right? And, but I don't mean we can just turn things on and off with our own 
uh, out of our own desire. I mean, the Lord's always on, but we need to yield to the Spirit of God moving. When He wants to say something, do something, that's when we act. And if He's not saying it something, then you don't, you just, you know, you don't make it up. We don't want to be in that ditch either. But at the same time, I certainly don't want to be in the camp of those always praying for something to come. Now, I think we should pray all the time, pray without ceasing. I pray every day. You hopefully pray every day. But I don't want to be in the camp where I'm always praying that, uh, you know, the, the, the Lord would move, the Lord would send, the Lord would give, and it's always, we're always waiting for them. You know, like that carrot hanging in front of the donkey, just, or, you know, the horse or whatever. You know how they try to get them to run faster or that, that little fake dog they do with the dog races? And they, they're always trying to catch it, <laughs> and it's always out there, and we never get it. So I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that kind of church. Uh, there's got to be some catching. <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, when the Spirit of God moves, He makes you want more. Kind of, you know, I've said this before, kind of like ice cream. You get the right ice cream, you eat a little bit, you want more of that. And when the Spirit of God moves, and when He's manifesting, when He's speaking, when He's doing things, it stirs us up to cause us to want more. Huh? And that's one way that you can tell if something's really God. You know, so I know some people are very skeptical of any kind of, you know, spiritual thing or any kind of move of the Spirit or gifts of the Spirit. And they're always, oh, I don't know about that. Well, let me ask you this. At the end of the day, the end of the experience, the end of being a part of it, does it cause you to want to pray more? Does it cause you to want to worship God and draw near to Him or fulfill His will for your life? Do you want to share Jesus with more people? Are you hungrier for the Word? That type of stuff, when that's going on, you can be certain that's not the devil. <laughs> I tell, you, I tell you, the devil isn't leading you to pray more, worship God more, to share the gospel more, to, 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 to you know what I'm talking about? And so it's, there's different ways you can recognize, and we should, of course we judge all things and make sure it's right, but you, different ways you can, you can uh, judge the things that are happening in the Spirit, but if it's drawing you nearer to the Lord, I tell you what, I'm for it and I'm not against it, huh? And, 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 and so I want to continue along those lines. But when we talk about the move of the Spirit, talk about the gifts of the Spirit, uh, again, I don't, I don't want to lock into this mode where we say, well, we just need to pray for the gifts of the Spirit to manifest. I'm not sure that's really the way that they happen. And I wouldn't say it has no part in it because we certainly can pray out God's will, pray through God's plan, and then things happen as a result of our praying. I, I do that a lot, and I encourage you to do so. But it's not about, well, we want God to move more. I want God to move more in my life. I just need to pray that He'll move more. There are other things that govern that. And, and I can remember one, one minister years ago saying that, you know, he was in a traveling ministry, so you get a different perspective, like, you know, some of the guys that are coming to minister here next week. Uh, when those are on a traveling ministry, uh, they get a different perspective than a pastor does, you know, being in the same place most of the time. And that is, they'll be in one place, and it's interesting, you have the same word, the same message, the same prayer life as a minister, but it just comes out different in different places, different group, different people. And the Spirit moves differently, it seems, in different places. And why is that? Is, does God like one group more than another group? Is it, is it just a sovereign thing where He's choosing to do something one place but not another place? I don't believe that's the, I don't believe that's the, the explanation. Uh, in fact, one minister, years ago, he, he, he was in traveling full-time at full-time traveling ministry, he'd go from church to church, place to place, and preach the gospel. But he made mention of this one particular church uh, that he would go to. And he said, every time I went there, the gifts of the Spirit just moved easily. They flowed fluently and just 
it's just the easiest thing in the world to have words from God, words of knowledge, healings, and all these kind of stuff. It was just easy. In the other places, he'd, he'd say, I'd be there one night, be, be somewhere else, you know, the next night or next week, and, and there'd be nothing. You know, just teaching, be able to teach the word, but no move of the Spirit. And then you go back to that other place and just, just like you turn the faucet on. Yeah. So, and say, well, what's up with that? I, well, I can say this. I want to be like that one and not the other one. I mean, I think that a lot of it, certainly it's a praying church, it would be a part of it, but not all church, not all churches or groups that don't have a manifestation of the glory of God and the Spirit of God, that doesn't mean none of them pray. It doesn't mean that those are all non-praying churches or they don't really love God or anything like that. It's different. And I, I'm, here's what I'm getting to, okay? A lot of it is atmosphere which is created, not just through prayer, but it is created, ready, through expectation. Some of you knew we were going there, huh? It's created through expectation. And when you talk about the move of God, just different things that he has done in Bible times, different things that he's doing now, today, in our lives, when you talk about these things, you know, on a regular basis... You create in yourself, in those who hear you, an expectation, a desire, an expectation for those things to happen again. Yeah. See, the absence of that, and we just kind of, I'm going to church. What's going to happen? What do you mean? What do you mean? It's, it, it's Sunday, you know. It's Wednesday, or what, we're just going to church. Well, what, what, what are, you, are you expecting anything beyond natural stuff how many know if we have a natural when i say natural physical world seen world felt world if we have a natural approach we miss out on a whole lot yeah how many know there's a difference between a singer and a worship leader or we might say a song leader you know sometimes people say well there's the song service (laughs) <laughs> you know, we kind of like the words worship a little bit better or praise or something like that. But there's a difference. What, what's the difference? Well, it's focus. It's anointing. Amen. How many know there's some outstanding uh, musicians and vocalists in the world? Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of them sell millions of dollars of stuff because they sing or play or write music or so well. But that's not the same as anointing. Hmm? I'm not putting it down, like, like they're, not, they're not doing a good job, as, you know, it's not like, as long as they're uplifting and moral and stuff. Uh, but I don't mean there's, I'm not putting it down, but it's different than anointing. It's different than when someone takes their talent, their gift, and says, Lord, use this for your glory, and he puts his spirit on it. Man, that is, that's, that's a life-changing thing. Huh? I mean, you know this, in fact, we even re- referenced it uh, recently, a couple Sundays ago, but when Jesus ministered in his hometown how many know they saw him as a as the carpenter's son now what what does them seeing him as the carpenter's son enable him to do build chairs and you know tables and and you know and he could have done that for them effectively now would have been happy with it man jesus he's a good carpenter but how many know that really wasn't why he came back home, to hometown? He came there with an anointing, with a message, 
with a representation of God, but they didn't see him that way. They saw him the other way. You see him the other way, and that's all you get out of it. But you see him according to the gift of God. You see him according to the potential of God working through him. What happens? Everyone in town gets healed. But they didn't get that, by the way, because they maybe got a new rocking chair. I don't know. Actually, I don't think he did that. But you, get, you, get, you see what I'm talking about. Look with me in your Bible at Matthew chapter 10. You got a few minutes? Teaching and looking in the scriptures, how many know that's not less spiritual than prophesying? This is a more sure word, a more certain word. Amen. You don't have to judge this. It's good. It's good. Matthew chapter 10. In fact, let's see, should I read that now? Might as well. Uh, Notice the words of Jesus over here in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 40. Chapter 10, verse 40. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. So you receive the disciples, you're receiving Jesus, you receive Jesus, you are receiving the Father. Someone said, I just want to receive the Father. <laughs> you're not going to do it. You've got to receive who he sent, and in receiving who he sent, uh, you receive him. Verse 41, and he who receives a prophet in the name of a, what? Of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward okay now we could we could go into those and look at those i mean you could if we took time i could explain to you very clearly what a righteous man's reward is i don't want to do that let's focus on the prophet side right now okay uh you receive a prophet how do you let's say it this way how do you get the prophet's reward you must receive the prophet the right way the prophet is a ministry gift It is a gift from God. Someone comes anointed by the Spirit to speak words from heaven. If you receive the prophet, in other words, the person, I just receive the Lord. No, sometimes you have to receive the person whom the Lord is using, whom he's gifted. And if you look at the person the right way, God moves. If you just see them as, oh, you know, hey, that's just, uh, you know, that's Bob. Well, no, you don't need Bob in your life, and you know, unless Bob does something that you need. That's natural. But you might need Prophet Bob. Huh? I think we all need Prophet Bob. You know, and Apostle Tim and, and uh, Teacher Mike and, and Pastor Mark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, you know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, I, I, I say that joking, but in a serious way, you don't need me. Uh, Mark, who has a not a very good golf game, and you know whatever, <laughs> just a natural side of me. You don't need that. That's not why we're here. You don't need that in your life. You do need the gift on me. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, next, this coming week, when uh, Joe Morris, Jay Hoskins, our guests coming in, uh, you we don't need. Hey, Joe, we don't need Joe and Jay. We need the ministry gift in them. And if we not only acknowledge that, 
but also let an expectation of that gift to manifest to the full full potential make the most of every opportunity we come with that heart guess what happens in those meetings I tell you God all over the place say I think if they have it they're going to give it and if they don't have it they're not going to give it that's not correct spiritual things are not magic huh it's it's not about whether they either have it or they don't it is totally a, a huge part of that is the atmosphere we walk in with and when we come together with an expectation it's not just for those meetings it's for all the time but we're focusing on them we come in with an expectation for god to move and i tell you the potential just goes whoop way up and all of a sudden the gifts that they already have the callings that they've been that been given they can manifest to the full amen I've had different individuals over the years, different times, tell me really good things. Not, not, not everyone and not all the time have I always heard this, but enough times where I'm thankful. But when people minister place to place to place to place to place, I pay attention after it's done to them and what they say about our church. Meaning this, I want to know, was it easy or was it hard? I've preached in both don't want hard <laughs> I tell you what, what, there's an atmosphere where it is so easy to do anything I mean it's just words come to you and inspiration and you can preach and prophesy and heal and just just easy and so I listen to this and I've heard many times people have said yeah man it's easy really easy there I want to take that Increase that, turn it up a notch. But if we have an expectation, God just simply can do more. Yes, part of that happens through us praying about the services and praying for utterance. All those components are there. But it's the bottom line of of this is, is we treat the prophet right. Okay. Now, we're not live or anything like that. Um, well, we're live in here. I'm just saying, it's just us, and we can just talk. Uh, The way I would describe, now I haven't heard him say this about himself, but I wouldn't hesitate to call, uh, to say about, to call Joe Morris a prophet. Most of the time, those who stand in that ministry, in my experience, most of them don't go around saying it. There are a few that do, and they can be legit, but uh, there's a whole lot that say it and are not legit. (laughs) You know, it's just a nice label on the can, but there's nothing in the can. (laughs) That's a bummer when you get home. (laughs) That's a bummer when you get to church, too, huh? Man, they said this, and they made all these grandiose statements, and we got there, and hmm, nothing there. Uh, but I wouldn't hesitate to, to say that about about him and his gifting and his calling, and uh, you know, tremendous things have happened and that I've been a part of in those ministry, that ministry, and also, you know, and I'm not trying to label each one of these guys, but I'm just putting it in context with this verse. Uh, I know I'm not saying uh, Jay Hoskins is. I don't have people in for that purpose alone. Anyway, I'm not saying he's prophet, but I know he functions in a lot of the revelation gifts. All right, whether there's a title there or not. But, he, but again, the point is, 
say, what's the prophet's reward? Well, the prophet's reward is that gift. The prophet prophesies. The prophet tells you what thus saith the Lord. Say, well, the Lord can speak to all of us. You sound like Miriam. You should go read read about her. Not you, sorry. I know that's her name. I mean Aaron's sister. <laughs> Remember, she said we have the spirit. We, you know, we hear from God. Too. That's that attitude she had with Moses when. Anyway, that was an issue. Uh, someone said, "Well, we can all hear from God." I know, but you know this is true. The Spirit of God anoints people, puts His gifts inside of individuals, and it's God's choice. He will say more to them about certain things. He will reveal more to certain individuals about certain things. I've wondered before, Lord, you showed them that. Why didn't you show me that? His prerogative. He called certain people to do it. I've stood before next to other ministers, friends of mine, we were, we've ministered together, and all of a sudden I get something. And they've asked me later, they thought, and they said, I was wondering, you're standing right there next to me, you got that. I didn't hear that. And yet someone got, you know, got healed as a result of it. So I don't have to try to figure that all out. All I know is I can have a great expectation for the Lord to move through his chosen vessels for the benefit of my life, for the benefit of others' lives, but I've got to see it that way, okay? Now, I realize you can take this to an extreme, and I'm not talking about, you know, making people the fourth member of the Godhead, and 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 we're just so like, oh, you know, don't touch me, I have not yet ascended, and... and (laughs) And you can get out of balance there, but some of what this is, you know what? It's called honor. But it's it's honoring, it's yes, it's shown towards a person, but it's honoring God in that person. And God's calling and God's place. And if we'll do that and treat his choice correctly, the gift is mag, is maximized. Oh yeah. Can I show you something else? You got, got another minute? Um second Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Let's read several verses here. Okay? Second Kings, right after First Kings. Chapter 4, verse 8. Now, it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, uh, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, she would, uh, he would turn in there uh, to eat some food. So every time the prophet's in town, what's she doing? He's eating. Why is she doing that for him? She's honoring him. She's generous towards him. She's blessing him. Okay, it doesn't say that he asked her for it. He didn't say, you owe this to me because, you know, who I am. No, it was her, initiated from her heart. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed uh, for him there. 
and a table and a chair and a lampstand so it will be whenever he comes to us he can turn in there so let's make him a little hotel room yeah and it'll be his place whenever he comes by he'll know he's got a place to stay well i think that's very kind very generous very god honoring and she made mention this is a holy man of god okay that's what's her motive and it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there then he said to Gehazi his servant call this Shunammite woman when he had called her she stood before him and he said to him uh, say, say now to her look you have been concerned for us with all this care what can I do for you do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army she answered I dwell among my own people so he said what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son, and her husband is old. So he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway, and he said, About this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, uh, No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. <laughs> but the woman conceived and bore a son, and when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her now I want you just to consider that uh, for a moment how did she get a son she gave the prophet some food and she made the prophet a room and what happened she received the prophet in the name of a prophet and got the prophet's reward and that gift and that anointing on his life went into motion in her life. Are you with me now? Amen. Now, I do want to avoid this extreme. You kick that too far and all of a sudden people are trying to buy their miracles. No. Okay. You can't think of it in that regard and that can never be the motive of I want to bless someone. I don't want to bless this prophet. So so I'll be healed or so something will happen and sometimes honestly even preachers can twist that around for their own self gain and self benefit that's not where I'm going that's not what that is teaching us but you can see she was showing honor she was receiving that gift not just as any old dude but she said he's come, he, he carries the word of the Lord he, he is a gift of God sent to, to prophesy to our nation. I, I want to do something and I want to receive him that way. And it ended up that she received personally from that gift. Yeah. Now we want to be led of the Spirit in everything we do. But I tell you, this is something we do want to have. And we do want to uh, treat these men of God who are coming. We want to show honor. We want to show great respect. How can we do that? Well, we did be led of the Spirit. But I tell you, in the most basic way, here's what we can all, all do, is let's not just look at them naturally and see the external, the physical person. Let's expect the gift of God. Because, listen, uh, Joe Morris is a great guy. I love hanging out with him. Jay Hoskins is very fun. I enjoy spending time going out to eat with both these guys. That's not why they're coming. Huh? They're not coming here because we have the best college football team. You know, the, or, or whatever. It's not naturally motivated. There is a spiritual gift that we want God to use to perfect that which is lacking in us. 
So that can, something can be added to us to cause us to be complete. Amen. And I, I, I'm expecting. Come on, will you expect with me? I'm expecting these services next week for there to be impartation from heaven. For there to be a maximum flow of, of the giftings in these individuals and, and others. But that, that God would be able to move easily and mightily here. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, uh, you know, can I just talk out loud? This is almost like, this is the way I talk to the Bible college students on Wednesday nights afterwards when, we in, when we're in, in session. But I listen for things whenever people have experiences with God because I want to learn. I want to understand. I'm hungry to know. And I've heard different individuals talk about some of the, their experiences, some of them heaven experiences, some of them where the Lord appears to them. And, uh, and I listen. I judge everything that's said, by the way, because we just need to. But I listen. And sometimes I hear things stated that certain people, it, you know, it's like it's easier for the Lord to, minister, to, uh, to reveal to them than others. I think, you know, t- partly my mind goes, tilt, when the Lord has said that to people, well, I could do this to you because of, I could show this to you because of your relationship with me, because of how you've been conducting yourself. And your mind goes, sometimes, er, you're God, you could do that with anyone, can, can't you? Well, maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's something about, you know, You ever heard that phrase, being under the spout where the glory comes out? (laughs) Ah, It's just a rhyme. It's not a scripture, but, you know, something about positioning. Meaning, I keep my heart in a place with God where I'm ready for anything he has. I'm open. I'm expectant. I'm desirous. And I keep myself in that position. Maybe that does make a difference in what he's able to do in me and show me and reveal to me huh I sometimes I I think of it in real practical ways if I'm looking this way and the Lord is showing himself over here and he's over here wanting to do great and mighty things in my life and show me great stuff that I would just love to see but but I'm looking over here I just think my focus has something to do with what I receive. Where I've placed my attention, that determines what I'm able to to experience and receive from the Lord. And so some of what we're sharing and, and, and saying tonight is that very thing. What are we looking at? What are we looking for? Who are we looking to? Amen. And I just saw the drip. <laughs> this is, we, we look to the Lord because he is where our help comes from. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And ultimately, let me swing this back around. The move of the Spirit of God in our lives personally and corporately is what we want all the time. The more you taste it, the more you want it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You get one taste and you want some more. 
And instead of, you know, in the early church, you read this over in the book of Acts chapter 4, when they got together after they were, after they were threatened and they went with their, got with their own company, which was their own family, their own local church. I mean, you know, every Christian needs to be in a family. It needs to be in a local church. And, and they got together and they prayed. They lifted their voices together and they prayed. It says some of the things they prayed. You are God, maker of the heavens and earth. And they started praying this way. And they said, Lord, and grant us signs and wonders that they would be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Remember that prayer? And when they prayed, the place was shaken. Yeah. And uh, what happened then? It said, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. That's interesting to me. They prayed for signs and wonders, and the Lord gave them a refilling of the Spirit. Why did He give them a refilling of the Spirit instead of signs and wonders? Because when you receive an inf- a refilling, because they had already been filled in Acts chapter 2, and they spoke in tongues... When you receive an infilling of the Spirit, you're able to speak boldly, and it is the bold proclamation of God's Word that produces miracles. We want to say, Lord, do it. Come on, Lord, do it. We want to sit back and watch. And what's the Lord's response? That's not how it works. He's the head, we're the body. The head doesn't do things without the body. He wants to involve us. We've got to be a part of this process. It's not we're going to sit back and just watch God do everything. No, we're going to pray and he's going to, what? He moves in us, fills us with his spirit. We stand up and get involved in the process. And when the word of the Lord is in our heart and in our, in our mouth and us spirit-filled believers speak with boldness, then things start popping. Then all of a sudden, miracles, signs and wonders and healings, and you read about it, that's exactly what happened. But they had to speak the Word of God boldly. And you can't speak the Word of God boldly if you're not full of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. And you might have more difficult time being filled with the Spirit if you're not with the family. And you're not lifting up your voice together. And we're not, not united in purpose. We're not united in calling upon the name of the Lord and say, Lord, our, our land is in trouble. The world is in trouble. People in our valley are in trouble. People need, they need someone to represent God accurately. They need spirit-filled believers. I tell you, the world needs you and needs me. They need us to be full. Because then we speak and stuff happens. Amen. A timid word, but a bold, on-fire word. Man, it makes contact. It makes contact with darkness and drives it out. Amen. Thank you, Lord. She's been up here a long time. Hallelujah. Everybody okay? Amen. Sherry, is your daughter here? She had a word. I was going to put her on the spot maybe right now if she was here. She had that experience with God a few weeks ago. Kind of like that, but she was standing. <laughs> Got lost in the spirit or something. And Man, good things are happening. Amen. We're going to see more of that, more stuff like that. Not exactly like people just have different kinds of experiences with God. In the move of God's spirit, different things happen. We, we, we stay open to it. Yep. Huh? Yes. I don't mean we have to, we judge all things still. 
but we stay open to things that are different than what we've always experienced. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for working in our lives tonight. Thank you for working in us today. I thank you for those lives that are turning around. I thank you for, bringing, for new beginnings. New beginnings for individuals who need a fresh start. And Lord, we call upon your name. Help us, Lord. We rely upon you. You are where our help comes from. You are our strength. You're our song. You're our portion forever. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So thank you for working in us and moving through us mightily tonight. We acknowledge your will and your presence and your place in us. Give you all the glory, all the honor, all the thanks, all the praise and all the thanks. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 God is good. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's receive the offering this evening as a, as a gentleman come forward. Uh, we'll pray over the offering if you're giving an offering have that ready and uh, that'll be good one of these days we'll, maybe we'll be all electronic wouldn't that be nice <laughs> going more and more that way so if you're resisting it it's futile you will be assimilated Father, we pray over the offering tonight. Thank you for your blessing and your increase in the church and in every life. We believe we receive increase and more. Thank you for blessing every person and blessing the the church. And we seek first your kingdom and all these things are added to us. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Laid hands on some people up here for their, that deal with their teeth and stuff. How many would uh, how many can identify a, a change in your physical condition uh, since that since that moment you came forward and then had hands laid on you? Lift your hands in the air. Amen. One there, one there. Amen. I don't know the, the details, obviously. There's a lot more that had hands laid on them, so maybe some can't tell. Amen. God is good. Well, go to the dentist then. Get get an x-ray or whatever you do. Amen. Power of God went in you. Like the healing and a cure. Faith gives action to it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. God is good. Amen. All right. I think we're good. Sunday, got a lot of good stuff planned. So we'll see you then. And uh, have a blessed rest of your week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.